Clit Talk is now on Patreon. If you're a fan of our show and get value out of our podcast, please consider becoming a patron. There are so many ways we would love to expand the Clit Talk vampire, like hosting community events, creating inspirational videos, and who knows, maybe even someday go on tour. Patreon is a monthly subscription-based crowdfunding platform. In exchange for your support, we're going to offer you some super sexy VIP experiences. Like, we promise you'll have an orgasm every day for the rest of your life. Um, no, sugar, we can't promise them that. But we can promise exclusive behind-the-scenes content, private Patreon-only discussion groups, live monthly calls with our cast, and then some. Go to our website, clittalkshow.com, for more information. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and For Your Wellness. In today's episode, we are once again expanding the definition of the word clit. You know, creators, leaders, innovators, and teachers, Clitorati, we have the educator of the unspeakable, the unutterable topics we've been craving. For this first episode with this expert, we will be diving deep. Today's topic is pegging and how to do it. That's right. We're getting schooled and doing it in the butt, and we've taken her course. Please welcome the world's record holder for volume squirting and co-host of Is Our Love the Sex Education for the Porn Generation? We're talking penetration today with the anti-hero, boss lady, Lola Jean. Yes. Welcome. Yeah. We are so excited. We have been wanting Lola. We've been wanting to do a pegging episode for so long. I don't think you understand how excited we are right now. <laughs> the world needs more pegging. I, I mean, honestly, like maybe pegging equals peace in the world. I'm not, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but it could be the truth. I don't know. When I, I Googled, I was actually looking for an episode on squirting, which we're also going to do with you. But when I saw the way that you talk about pegging is when I knew we had to have you on the show. Oh, that means you're, so you're, much. Yeah, like your approach to it is unlike anyone I've ever seen. And it's very approachable. You know, on the show, we talk about how, you know, no topic is taboo. But pegging is still something extremely taboo for a lot of people, whether there's interest or not. And the way that you approach it is so digestible. Um, And you have this amazing platform called Quick and Dirty where all of us had the privilege of sort of going through your course on pegging, which was extraordinary, by the way. I was complimenting you before the recording. And um, can you tell us a little bit more about this educational you know, curriculum that you distinguished and, and what had you really know that you had to create this, this curriculum on pegging? Yeah, well, I mean, pegging in particular and, and going, the idea of quick and dirty was already like, okay, we have these five episodes we want to create. We got overly ambitious and thought we could do it all in one shoot. We did not, but we knew that the first one had to be pegging because especially there really isn't any kind of comprehensive guide on pegging. It was a class that I taught in person with Dominus for many years, and that was already revolutionary, but people were going to porn as their solution for pegging. And porn is a wonderful resource for many things, like maybe discovering 
things that might potentially turn you on, um, just exposing yourself to things that we don't normally get to see necessarily. Um, but for in terms of pegging, like it's the same thing that a lot of sex shops would give you is lube up, go slow, put it in. You're not seeing, yeah. a, and it's also in porn, it's largely like a dom sub thing as well too. And there was just so much that I had to learn as a person like giving the pegging was like, oh, this is, it's not doggy style is not the right way. And it's not all about this muscle group or whatever it may be. Um, so I really wanted to create that as a resource. And I mean, in general, all of my sex education and not just my videos, but classwork, events, all of those things is all about challenging norms and not perpetuating what is already so prevalent in porn. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Porn is not education. No. No, I know I've said this quote so many times on this podcast, but fuck it. I'm going to say it again. We've had Nina Hartley on the show before. I don't know if you need Nina Hartley. Oh, yeah. And, and, and she, she's a, she's a sex worker, rights advocate. And she says, and a porn star. And she said, you know, learning to have sex from porn is like learning how to drive from watching the fast and the furious. <laughs> like while it's entertaining, it's not reality. Um, so I love that you have taken the time to actually make videos that are based in reality for people who are doing this. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the concepts that you cover in your course? Yeah. So in pegging specifically, and really like we've just taken what we do in our normal in-person class and translate to something that's very visual. Um, but first we have to talk about what pegging is uh, and then what prevents people from doing it. So the big fears, the two big P's, pain and poop. Um, And we discuss the conversation that might happen of how does it go about it? Why might people be hesitant to do it? Um, You know, when, and it's not saying not to respect people's nose, but I think sometimes it's like, oh no, I don't want to do pegging because I'm afraid it's going to hurt. I'm afraid I'm going to poop everywhere. And those are two things that can be mitigated. If the fear is say like, oh, I was, you know, sodomized as a child and that would be triggering to me. It's like, cool, good boundary, great boundary. Yeah. You're going to have a different answer there. Um, yeah. And I mean, with pegging specifically, there's so many tools and toys and things. And I mean, pegging in general, you have to have an apparatus for that. Um, and so we go over a lot of those different things, which, you know, those are things that I think a lot of sex shops do. What they don't and what I think we do this, like, I don't want to say it's revolutionary because it's not, but is going over hand play and the importance of that. It's And it's not just penetrating. It's how do you do hand play? And then why is that important? And what role does that play when it gets to actually to deal with so the wait, penetration? I think, I think I skipped over to the very first question I should oh. have asked you. Like, just for anyone listening who doesn't know, what is pegging? So pegging is an act where one person penetrates another person anally with a strap-on. The person who's wearing the strap-on, they could have a penis or a vulva, doesn't matter. The person who's getting penetrated could have a penis, vulva, doesn't matter. It is dildo going into butthole. So I always thought that it had to be a woman wearing it. And I was like, the first thing you said in butt stuff is anyone can wear it. And I was like, oh, because Sugar and Lindsay are always talking about their orgies and their play parties. And I was like, and I'm in a monogamous marriage. And I was like, I could be DP'd by my husband with a peg. It was like mind blowing. 
Well, she how about if we want to be called Vegas. a peg? Is that, did I say that right? I think that's a DP. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Katie's ready for a DP. A DP you heard to hear a lot it. about Glit Talk. No, I, was, but I am it, too. excited about it. No, that's one of my You're biggest adorable. fantasies is a DP, but I'm not sure if I want to do it with two men. So this is like... Like, level. like next level news to my ears. And here's the great thing. If you're doing it with like a male partner, if you're like a, you know, a cis female, you're doing it with a male partner and you want to start off easy, you can buy whatever size fucking strap on you want. Yeah. But that was a little, a little baby one. <laughs> but that's also why somebody with a penis would wear a strap on because you only have one dick and it only goes one way. And you know what I can do with a dildo is I can turn it 180 degrees if I wanted to. Right. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm sorry. That just made me a little tingly in places. That's okay. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's for that reason. Or like, it's also, there's a lot of pressure on human penises to stay hard all the time and for certain amounts of time and to do all these different things. And sometimes it can be nice just to then put on the strap. Um, or hmm. <laughs> this happens with my current partner a lot. I I ride hard and his dick doesn't go that way. So we will try to use it so I don't break things. Like his <laughs> like dick. The, like the strap on. You use the strap on so you don't break his dick. Yeah. I like that. I mm-hmm. That's and good. I, I like that. I love that. <laughs> Something you just said, though, about how, um, you know, if a man feels like he can't go any further, he can just put on the strap on. And also a man, a man getting pegged doesn't mean that he's gay. Like I could peg my husband. It allows them to be, be more vulnerable. I feel like it brings out a lot of vulnerability opportunities for men. Empathy, really. Mm. Like, I mean, yeah. we were talking about it before, but like if every guy just got fucked in the butt once, the world would be a better place. <laughs> right. Because you, you realize what it's like to penetrate someone's orifice and how much trust you have to have in that other person and how much communication, reading nonverbal cues... Uh, and things like that have to go on. I mean, I totally agree with you. But And I would love to dive into, especially for heterosexual men, there is a lot of shame and communication around this. Do you have any advice, especially for people who are wanting to do with this with their partner, whatever binary they are, and there's some resistance or shame around it? Because one of our big commitments here is releasing shame. So do you have any experience like releasing shame in this specific conversation? Yeah. And one of the most like really important things is when you get into the butthole is that you make a left and not a right because you want to avoid the button that makes you gay. What? <laughs> you, there's no button. That's the joke. Like, <laughs> Lindsay's falling like, off her chair. Part Wait, of I, was like, I was thinking of like the anatomy of the butthole oh, and then you said the button and you're like, like, oh. Oh my God, that went over my head. That's hilarious. Is that off. one of the questions that you're like sick of answering? You, I love the I'm one sure second she of, like, is. the questions that, was, that I'm that like. That one's still kind of fun because like I say this and people are just like, oh, really hot tip. And I'm like, it's, you're so stupid. Ah. Like, Peggy mm-hmm. doesn't, no, nothing, nothing makes you gay. And like, okay. Be- being penetrated in your butt, like, does touching your penis make you gay? You're touching your penis, right. uh, you know, and it's something where it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything about your sexuality at all. Sexuality mm. is defined by like what gender expressions, identities that you find yourself attracted to. You don't even have to have had sex with that person for that to be your sexuality. It just means that you enjoy your butt. That's all that that means. Right. 
Right. I mean, I like my butthole touched and I'm gay. What does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, this is why what I, I'm where I'm at. So I used to have a fantasy of pegging. And then that slowly went away because I realized like, I need to focus on just having anal sex before we jump to pegging. My husband and I don't have anal sex or very rare. Like last time we had anal sex was a year and a half ago. It's just not a So thing. wait, so Lo, just so Lola knows, Sugar is in an ethical non-monogamous marriage. So she has her husband and other lovers just so what she shares that makes more sense. <laughs> right. So when I say I had a sex with my, anal sex with my husband a year and a half ago, the last time I had anal sex was a year ago. So- uh, Keeping tabs. I don't know. I'm stopped and like, I can't get through to him around. He's like, I just don't like it. And then I'm like, but I do. And he's like, but I don't. And I find that in our, I'm like, this is kind of interesting because it turns me on anal sex, but my partner doesn't get turned on by it. So if I can't have that conversation and, and get through to him, how the hell am I going to enroll him? Well, in? I mean, he, he's allowed not to like it. I think it's important to figure out why that is. Um, I like to say that there's, there's things that we actively enjoy. There's things that we actively disenjoy and there's things we're ambivalent about. The ambivalence is what we can play with. If he's actively disenjoying it, then like, don't fuck with that. Um, so I think it's important to figure out why that is, but he also doesn't have to like it. Just like I like pegging and I, it, for me, it's not integral to my relationships. You also have to determine if it's something you want to do. Mm. It could be, pegging could be integral to your relationship and you need that. For me, it's not. It's something I like to do, but I don't have to do it. Got it. That's really, that's really sound advice. Um, yeah, that is. I mean, it's not a deal breaker for me and I realize I need an anal fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. There, there you go. go. There you go. And you have the structure in your marriage to do that. That's right. So That's if someone so if someone is a little ambivalent, like what is what is can you give us some actual like hands-on tips? Like what's a great way to sort of like start this conversation with someone? What's one exercise that could really ease into this conversation? So I think of it for things like this is like how I feel about rimming when it's performed on me. I'm like don't love it, don't hate it. If you're having a good time, it makes it a bit more fun for me. Uh like I was like, you can add mental elements to it. It's like figuring figuring out what it is that you enjoy. So I really like being watched or being the center of attention. So if we added that element to it, it might be a little bit more fun for me. Or if there was some sort of BDSM dynamics, you have to think of the different things within sex or kink or any of that of what makes you feel good, what turns you on, what makes you have fun. Um, And it, it could just be simply, I like, but my partner is really into this. It's hot for me. Um, and and it, I think if some if you're ambivalent to something, a good way to go into it is, I don't love it, don't hate it, but I'm willing to have my mind changed. Right. Who knows? Okay. Who knows what happens? But I think it's okay. important to figure out, and, and I don't want it to be when someone's like, no, I don't want to do that. And we're like, well, why not? Because no mm. is a complete sentence. But it is important to find out what those reasonings are, because like I said, it could be things that could be mitigated um, or it could be things that are very, very valid. Mm. Valid. I don't feel like my husband's things are valid. I think he's just got shame around his butthole. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. How do you you distinguish the difference? I think my partner actually is just not into it. I don't think there's shame for him. I think he might just not be into it because he doesn't want to do it to me either. Anal sex. Some, 
People are scared of butts. I mean, like we have a hard time talking about pooping and farting in culture. You know, it's the bathroom talk. It's not meant for that. So there's there's a lot of shame around it in general. Um, what the kind of approach that I like to do is instead of asking someone to engage with me, the option's there and I'm respecting their no. So it's on them mm. when they come back to it. And I mean, granted, I have this insane confidence about it, but I feel like what always happens is like, because I'm so out and proud about it, People be like, listen, I know you're into pecking. Not my thing. Don't like things in my butt. I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. But if you're open to having like your butt explored, I'm here. You let me know. Totally fine. And then they come back to like, so I was thinking about it. If it's going to happen with anyone, it's going to happen with you. I want, I want you to penetrate my butt because they want, <laughs> they want someone that they can feel safe with. Yeah. You don't, and you want to give them that time to make that decision. And like, you know, curiosity killed the cat. Like they're going to be like, well, I mean, now, now if I'm going to do it, I just got the red carpet rolled out and might as well try. Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so excited for our third annual Valentine's Day event. February 13th from 5 to 7 p.m. We cover the East Coast. We cover Australia. That'll be on Sunday at noon there. And then obviously our Angelinos will be starting at 5 for happy hour. We are so stoked. This is a global date night. So brace yourself for a super sexy evening. Evening. Yeah, we're going to start off with Mikey B doing an intro into erotic sensual talk. And then we've brought in our sommelier to do a special wine tasting and pairing with some food play for you guys. And then we're just going to like open it up and have a live hang and any questions you want to ask the experts or us. Here's some shares from you guys. It's going to be a really, really fun, fun event. And we're just so excited. Oh my God, I am obsessed with the Empress by Vush. And vibrators a lot of times are too much for me, but the fact that this is a clitoral sucker has legitimately altered my masturbation experience. I love it because Ethan literally lifts up the hood and like sucks, puts it on. It's our new favorite toy is in the bedroom because it's small too. So I can keep it on there while we're like, you know, doing it. I can't believe you both have said the word clitoral sucker. That's what it is. It even fits in a little purse. It's super clutch. So Clitorati, you get 65% off if you use our promo code CLITTALK. You're welcome. 65% off. That's fucking huge. 65 fucking percent off. It's a lot of fucking percentages off. Yeah. I don't know how we did that for you guys, but we did. <laughs> yeah, we I don't know either. Okay, so let's say let's say you've got let's say you've got the red carpet rolled out and you said yeah, in your yeah. interview and in your videos that, you know, a lot of people say you know, lube up and go slow, but no one talks about what to do when you're actually inside. Can you give us some tips about like, let's say you've rolled out the red carpet, you're inside. What do we actually do? By inside, do we mean, are are we inside of the butthole? Yeah. I mean, if the red carpet's laid out, I'm thinking we're inside the butthole, right? Well, or maybe maybe starting with the outside and in. Yeah. What we just did in our Clit Talk Confidential was you walked us through how to do an external prostate massage and warm up the assholes. So there's a whole like warm up thing that you'll get a lot of details in if you're part of our VIP club on Patreon. Um, so that those kind of the first steps like hand play, yeah. right? To warm up. Yeah. Just and like, like anything. Warm up and warm up in general doesn't get enough love. And that can be, I mean, again, anal massage is just tops for this, but it could be so many other things. It could just be like it, like intimacy is just missing from pegging. It can be so, so sweet. We don't really see that in porn. But warm up isn't getting enough love. Hand play in general, so penetrating with your fingers isn't getting enough love. And what that does is if you're if you're pegging someone, you're wearing a dildo. 
you can't feel that. That's not part of your biological body, mm. but you can with your hands. So you want to know where you're going because every butt's different. And if you're pegging someone with a penis, every prostate is in a different location. And if also, if you've never felt that before, you're going to want to feel that with your hand first to know where generally it is that you're going, if it's a bit further, if it's larger. So you're saying before you peg, you should definitely start with your fingers. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. I also, it's like, it's not just for the tactical information. It's good because then your, your person can be like, oh, that feels good. What you're doing exactly there with your finger. They know what feeling it is that they're looking for once you start penetrating them anally. And that's the part that like, there's going to be more hesitancy about than a finger. Basically acknowledging and, and sustaining an emotional safe space with your partner is kind mm-hmm. of step one. And basically yeah. figuring out if this is a fuck yes or a fuck no. Then you start with actually learning your partner's body with using your fingers and exploring it in a soft way. Maybe starting with just some rim play yeah. and some, as we discussed in our VIP cl- program, like like warming the butt up, starting mm-hmm. with your finger play. And then like, what would the next, step B. Yeah. So when people talk about, I mean, I'm not going to talk more about like Why moving up. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> You're so curious. You just want to get in the butthole so bad. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I was going to be more in this episode than you, but it's turning out to be that you why I started laughing. Wow. I'm, it's like, I'm and so we're really there. Yeah. They're shocked that I'm the most interested. You know what? Maybe you guys don't know that much about me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know. Maybe I'm learning from my own (laughs) asshole, okay? Lola, you've inspired me. I mean, the the thing, I I focus on it for people with prostates, but it can be used on anyone. The thing is, for people with prostates, it's, they're more likely to find pleasure from being pegged than someone with a vulva. For someone with a vulva, it really depends on where a lot of their, their internal stuff is lined up against the anal wall. So it's, it's, there's not a like, cut and dry as much that I can give for vulva owners. It's going to be like, take what I gave for the people with penises and then like work from there and figure it out. Oh, so I was going to say like, I'm not going to go over all of like the lube stuff because I feel like that is all the information that's out there. It's just like, use a crazy amount of lube. We got it. Um, When people talk about breathing and going slow, the thing with breathing is, so you have your sphincter muscles, there's the external and internal And not a lot of people don't necessarily have control over that. Same thing with like your bowels. Once you start doing stuff in the butt, you're going to have way more understanding of your sphincter muscles. You have way more understanding of where your bowels are at any given time. But initially you don't. So a great way to counteract that is with breathing. And I like to do the breathing with my person. I get, I over communicate when I'm putting something in their butt, probably my finger, but I haven't, I take a deep breath in with them. And when we take a breath out, I'll push in just a little bit. And I'll do that a bit at a time until I'm most of my finger in. And sometimes you might feel them like pulsating and I don't necessarily start moving there. I'll keep breathing until they relax. So like breathe on my finger and I'll do the same thing. If someone's penetrating me, I'm like, don't move, stay where you are. Let's just do deep breathing until my sphincter relaxes. Um, but when they say mm. deep breathing, it's like, there's, there's a little bit to it. It's not just breathe. It's not that simple. That makes sense because when you're tense or like you're not deeply connected to your breath, your muscles are going to be tighter. So by breathing, you're like opening, which is like breath is like opening, yeah. breathing life well, into it. And this is all going to relate to the squirting episode, but it's all of this is the pelvic floor. And the pelvic floor, we can do a lot with 
breathing as well, because the pelvic floor controls everything. It controls your genitals, your bowels, your urination, everything. Spoiler alert, Clitorati, you just heard her right. We're doing an episode on squirting next, so stay tuned. (laughs) 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 Okay, sorry. Just wanted to put that in. It's our number one question for us. It is our number one question. (laughs) That's how I found you. Yes. Okay. So the thing that I thought was really interesting about pegging now that people have kind of gotten the world of what it is, is why people like it. And you said in one of your videos, and I thought this was really interesting because I like it. I've just always liked it. But I started because I was Catholic and I didn't want to get pregnant. No, but I would do it in the anal. But I'm sorry, you like anal sex. Isn't there a difference between anal sex and pegging or is it not? Pegging is with a dildo. Anal sex is with—I mean, technically, pegging is anal sex, but anal sex is not. Pegging. Oh, with a but with a dildo, yeah. right? Right, right, right. That's oh, so what you I was do saying. both. You so do both. Pegging, pegging is anal sex. No, no, no. I've never, I've never done pegging. pegging. I was just saying. Oh, okay, I like. Got it, got it. I like. Um, <laughs> I'm familiar with having my butt fucked. Is basically what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't for any of these oh. reasons that you said. And I thought it was really interesting. So people can kind of like, if someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, not really for me. You said a couple of things that, so it can be if different kinks, right? If you're into power play or, um, or if just, or it's just physically pleasurable and you could have a fantasy of being a submissive. And then, um, it, and then the fourth thing was kind of what we touched on earlier. It, it allows for more vulnerability, in um in your relationship yeah and I think and, that's really great and it's just like a different pathway to pleasure it's a, it's a different it's a different type of pleasure like it's this and again the same thing with like spurting orgasming like a prostate versus a penile orgasm like they're both great and they're just different and do you want to experience another kind of orgasm right do you want to experience another kind of pleasure yeah like gay guys aren't fucking each other in the butt because it's the only couple available like it's Feels good. Feels good, right? There's a reason to the treason. <laughs> One of my favorite things that you say is that the key to expanding your sex life like lies in your butt. Like if you want to expand your sexuality, go explore your butthole. And that everyone can benefit from being pegged once in their lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think too, it's just because like there's so much pressure to do, especially within BDSM, to try all these different things. And like being like, oh, you have to do this, but just not being willing to go in your butt because of why. It has to probably do a lot with ego. Um, again, sometimes mm-hmm. it can just be the shame associated with our butt and our rectum. But there's something beautiful about that vulnerability of like, once I've been inside someone's butt and like, may, who not? maybe there was poo. And I'm like, oh, that happens. I wear glove. It's fine. It and, totally happens. Yeah. It's fine. It's the same thing when you like, if you fart during sex or something and you make it through that and you're like, oh, this is silly. Shit happens. No, I actually, actually, (laughs) when I was like 18, I was fingering my boyfriend's butthole and, and I felt like, you know, like the tip of like a Hershey kiss. And then I realized it was not a Hershey kiss. I pulled it out and like, I managed it. You pulled it out? Yeah. Like there was poop all over my finger. So I like it pulled out so long to get that and, and this is true. No, it wasn't a big deal for me. It wasn't. I was eighteen, and it wasn't a big deal. He was mortified. Like for That's me, like I think. I think if you love somebody, like you got to love all aspects of them. And if you're gonna have anal play, and a little poop comes out, like get over yourself. 
You like went into the butt. Like not what a big deal. If it if the smell really bothers you, wear a glove. Like for me, it was I was 18. I don't know how I was not shocked at 18, but I wasn't for some reason. And it just wasn't a big deal to me. And I was like, this doesn't affect my love for you at all. So I think that it's like personal shame. And if you're with someone who judges you for your poop, fuck off. And if you're someone who accidentally (laughs) pooped when you were 18 and now you'll never do butt stuff and you're afraid, open that. (laughs) uh, I just invite you to open that box again to try it again because there's no shame. You know, open up your butthole. (laughs) Open your butthole. Um, I just don't think it's a big deal. I don't know. Why, some, why do some straight guys just really have a stick up their ass? I mean, if they actually had a stick up their ass, they wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it really, it's about, it's, that goes into masculinity and patriarchy and things that are seen as mm. either feminine or not masculine of things that is done or not done. And like, that's just so much socialized bullshit that they have to undo but that's the thing is like we can start to like a little bit undo that by penetrating them anally and be like hey you're the same person hey like i don't think anything less of you hey you're not gay like all i mean and or maybe you are and that's also okay right. um, or you're so- or you're bisexual or non-binary or like you know like whatever it it's like the future is fluid yeah and i i think it's like that's a way where it's not only vulnerability, but like someone is allowing you in this space that to ultimately bring, potentially bring them to pleasure as well too. So you can have a reward at the end of your vulnerability as well. So it's a really great opportunity, I think, to start undoing these notions because it's really, it's really fear that might prevent people from trying anal because it's just trying it. You're not necessarily committing to it. Um, but it's also like, if you are tense and you have a tight sphincter, none of this is going to be fun for anyone. Right. Mm. So I'm curious, what are some actual movements and like favorite positions once you are penetrating someone? So contrary to popular belief, because it's always seen porn, I'm not really a fan of doggy for, um, for pegging at all. I'm a, I'm a very short person, but also because pegging does tend to be someone who has a vulva penetrating someone who has a penis um, of where the genitals line up and where the, the strap on is going to mm. be on your body. Cause that's mm-hmm. another mistake people make. Right. Um, it, you're, it's just not likely going to match up and you can always move your knees in or out to change kind of your height. Um, but the positions that I like is, so if you are the person who's receiving and maybe you don't want to be as submissive. You want to be in more control. Um, cow person. So like cowboy, cowgirl with the person being penetrated on top, they get to lower themselves, control hmm. that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's hot. Okay, wait. So like the girl's lying down and the guy is fucking the strap on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, keep talking. Yeah. But the thing is too with these... With doggy style, like there's a lot of separation there. It doesn't, it, it can be really hot, but it doesn't necessarily feel as intimate. And like, I'm a fan of skin on skin. I have sex for intimacy. Skin on skin is like a really favorite part of sex for me. Um, you know, you know, pleasure and orgasms are cool, but it's not the reason why I have sex. Um, so the other position that's great, especially I think for the giver is a planking position. You get there via doggy style and you have to work together to get in the planking position. But essentially 
you're inside your person while you're laying on their back. This makes the range of motions of your hips really easy. And I'm a fan of grinding. If you like to grind and like that position, it's going to feel pretty good for you too. It's nice. a bit more depth of penetration, but then also you, your entire front of your body is on the entire back of their body. And you can like give them little neck kisses and stuff. It's a very sweet and intimate mm. position. I love that. I'm so into mm-hmm. that. And I love That's the idea. Great. I've actually done that. It's like you eventually make your way to, to yes. lying on top of each other, basically. But it's good to have pillows under your hips. I, I do always generally do that. Like the person who's on the, who's yeah. getting tagged mm-hmm. have pillows under your hips. Yeah, that's a good idea too. All right. Well, and and Lola, you have done a fantastic job of putting together an extremely in-depth five-part video series of all of like what we've talked about and more really, really specific tips. And yeah. it's, um, so anyone who, it's so sexy. Literally, it's literally. so well done. It's uh, like, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. There is Can penetration. You... There's fingers in buttholes. There's fingers in yeah. donuts. There's fingers in fake yeah. buttholes, real buttholes. Yep. I actually got it is. It is. it is. It's like, it's edu- it's it's X-rated sex education, which is like, how do you educate people in sex without it being X-rated, but also classy and graceful and tasteful at the same time is how oh, yeah. I would describe it, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's You yeah. go campy. That's my style. Just campy. It's so campy. It's your so sense of humor campy. is really great. I love it. You're, you're I love amazing when you in this said, series. You said Yoni and you're like, I kind of hate myself every time I say that word. I oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> I was dead. I was like, um, but, but, but Lola, I, I mean, I am, I am honestly going to personally, anyone, whoever brings up pegging to me, I'm going to recommend them to your video series. Can you let all of our listeners know how they can access that, how they can have access to you? How do people get in touch with you to be more educated on this subject? Yeah, I, so many different things from Quick and Dirty and Beyond, but you can find all of it on my website at lolajean.com. Um, the Quick and Dirty series, you can find it on there or lolajean.com slash quick N with the letter N, dirty. Um, and all my social media handles are just lolajean.com with the D-O-T spelled out. Perfect. Um, thank you so much. We finally got our pegging episode in. I don't think I've ever been more excited about it. In my, like I want to peg myself while I'm doing cowboy on my boyfriend, but that's, you know, just me. Um, (laughs) There's, there's just so much to play with here. And I just really acknowledge you for your stand in the world and really putting yourself out there in the way that you have. It's, you're making a huge difference for people because the way that you approach this and your personality and how just adorably graceful you are is really amazing. And we really appreciate it here in helping us move this conversation forward. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. taking your time to be with us today. Thank you all. Yeah, yeah. And right. already stay tuned for a squirting episode coming out soon with Lola Jean. Oh, it's coming, girls. Oh, it's, it's coming. coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Maybe you'll Blow be coming. <laughs> All right. And with that, Clitorati, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.